This memoir is based off of something everyone has, fear. I focus on one of my favorite memories as a child at the age of five and then move on to an event that brought negative energy to what was once associated with my favorite memory. I end with hope that this fear is moving on to being in the past rather than staying in the present. The title of it is New Fear Unlocked. Core memories. They can be the greatest and the worst times of your life. Some of mine revolve around fish. Yes, you heard me right, fish. One of my best and one of my worst memories of all time involve the scaly creatures of the sea. Let me elaborate a bit here by starting out with my first memory of fish. One of my all-time happiest memories from when I was little. We went to the Holden Arboretum in Northeast Ohio with our family friends. Danny was the boy around my age and also the first boy to ever ask me to marry him. But that's another story. Holden was one of my family's go-to spots for a summer evening, and it still is to this day 20 years later. This particular trip, my dad promised that we would try to fish for the first time, and I could not have been more excited. We started off, as we did every time when we went to Holden, by having a cookout. My dad was on the grill with Danny's dad, and my mom and Danny's were making the tart pink lemonade for us kids and the bland, tasteless iced tea they always tried to force us to like for the adults. I personally was not a fan. As they were preparing everything, I kept whining. Can we just eat later? I'm not even hungry yet. Let's just go fishing now. Not yet, all the parents chimed in. By the time the food was ready, I was quite grumpy that we were still up in the pavilion rather than down below at the pond where I could see the fish splashing around every few minutes. My mom knew how to cheer me up, though. We had Kraft mac and cheese, which was my all-time weakness. My mom never made Kraft mac and cheese as it was too unhealthy and unnatural, as she put it. But Danny's mom was the one put in charge of it for this particular cookout, and she always came through with the shaped Kraft mac and cheese that I loved. I scarfed it all down in a hurry with, along with my hot dog and lemonade and stood at the stairs to go down to the pond until everyone else had finished. My mom asked me if I wanted a s'more, which was normally something I would never turn down, but I confidently said that I would rather go and fish. My parents exchanged a shocked glance with one another, and my mom finally said the words I had been waiting to hear all evening. Why don't you and Papa go down to the pond with Danny and get the fishing stuff set up, she said. Danny and I ran down the stairs as quickly as we could with our dads following behind with our brand new fishing poles, tackle boxes, and bait in hand. Once we finally got down to the pond after what seemed like one million stairs, we were finally ready. My dad helped me bait up the hook for the first time with the longest and fattest worm I ever saw. After seeing my horror at when he just broke off a piece of the worm to use, he assured me that this was the way to do things and to put on a brave face, so I did just that. He explained that this was a nightcrawler, which was way bigger than any of the worms I had ever seen in our own yard or garden. Once all the baiting had been finally taken care of, my dad helped me cast out for the very first time. He was crouching behind me with his big arms at either side of me. I kept nudging him to get away from me because I was a big girl after all at the old age of five, and I could do it by myself. He kept saying that I didn't know what I was doing and that he was here to help. I remember being very insistent that I was fine and I was big enough. I threw a bit of a temper tantrum, which didn't exactly prove my point that I was a big girl, but my dad was finally fed up enough with me that he backed off and said I would regret not having his help and try to do it myself. Not even two minutes later, I started to watch my bobber jiggle at the end of the line. I twitched my pole a little bit, like my dad had said, to excite the fish. Bam! The bobber went under the water, and I pulled up and started reeling in, shrieking that I had one! I had one! 
I kept reeling and reeling and reeling in until the bobber was only a few feet from the edge of the pond. My dad yelled, keep going, chipmunk, you got this. After a few After a few more full rotations of reeling in, I had the fish out of the water on the line right in front of me. I couldn't believe it. I turned to my dad, who was beaming, and simply said, I told you I could do it. I remember he started to laugh, but I was so excited that I didn't care he was laughing at me. He helped me position the fish and hold the line for a photo, which is still proudly displayed in my childhood bedroom on a corkboard. Looking back at the fish, at the photo, the fish is maybe four inches long, if that, but I remember thinking that I had caught the biggest fish of that pond all by myself. It was one of the best feelings in the world, and I could feel how proud of me my parents were. So, after hearing that story, you would think I would forever have a huge love for fish, right? You could not be more wrong. Years later, when I was in high school, I was a camp counselor for our sixth grade camp for an entire week. Our school system had the sixth graders all go to camp and select a few selected a few seniors to be the counselors at the end of the school year for the sixth grade class trip. I had been a camper at this exact camp six years ago when I was in sixth grade, and I had had an absolute blast. So when I was asked if I wanted to be a part of it at the end of my senior year, I could not resist. Now, I should mention at, that at this time, I still loved to go fishing, but I had developed an irrational fear of swimming with fish. No one event had happened to make me hate swimming with fish, but I had had a few nightmares about it and watched the show River Monsters on Animal Planet. The show kind of sealed the deal for me because beforehand, I did not know how big some of the freshwater fish could be in a pond or river, and I hated the idea of swimming in there with teeth-filled fish that are bigger than me. I also hated ponds and rivers because the water was about as clear as a brick. It wasn't clear at all. So, when it came time for the water part of the 6th grade camp where the campers and counselors were allowed to tip the canoes and swim in the pond on site, I was very clear with my cabin of girls that this was a huge fear of mine and not to do anything while I was canoeing or push me in like they did to their friends. They all begged me to get in the water with them, and I said that if I did it at my own pace with a buddy, I could do it, to which my fellow counselor and good friend said she would help me through it. The first day of the water activities, I was able to follow through and get in the water with my friend Emma's help, but I really hated how this was an unfamiliar pond and I didn't know what scaly creatures were lurking in it. I knew deep down that the camp facility wouldn't allow kids to swim in the pond if there was anything dangerous in it, but I couldn't fight my fear and kept playing every River Monsters episode and nightmare in my head. I then got out almost as quickly as I got in. I forced a smile and just said the water was way too cold for me. My campers believed it as it was cold, but Emma knew that my fear had taken over. She was super nice about it and said she would be on water duty with our friend who was a trained lifeguard and I could do the canoes, which I was extremely grateful for. The next few days, this was the same during during water activity time. Emma took the swimming portion and I took the canoes. Everything was going perfectly fine until our brother cabin showed up. At the end of the water time for that day, I was helping some of the campers get out of the canoe, and as I got the last one out while the others were coming in from swimming, one of the sixth grade boys got behind me and yelled, your turn, and gave me a huge push off the dock. I remember hitting the icy cold brown mucky water and closing my eyes and holding my breath as I fell beneath the surface. I remember I tried to kick my feet as hard as I could to get to the surface once more, but my legs didn't seem to work. I finally gave one more kick and was able to make it to the top for air, but as soon as I opened my eyes, it was as if darkness was overtaking me and the dock, which was only a few feet away, was getting farther and farther away. The sides of my vision started to envelop into a dark circle and I started to sink. 
I couldn't swim. I was paralyzed in fear as I felt something touch my leg. I'm sure it was only a plant, but of course I assumed the worst at the time. I kept trying to get to the dock, but I just couldn't. I felt myself start to sink further and further until a hand reached out and grabbed me. Our lifeguard, who was another good friend of mine, pulled me onto the dock where I immediately started coughing up all the water that I had swallowed. When I finally was breathing well again, I looked up and saw all of my campers and the boy campers a couple of yards away with some of the counselors and teachers just staring at me. While I tried to stand up, I remember feeling every eye pierced through me and I couldn't stop shaking to the point that I thought I wouldn't be able to stand or walk on my own. I was still convinced that I was paralyzed. I know the lifeguard and my two friends were talking to me, but all I could hear was my own thoughts and a dull beeping sound. It was not until someone stood me up and helped me walk to a more private area and held up, held my head in their hands and said, you're fine, Gabrielle, you're okay. That's when I finally actually started to realize I was even alive. Words cannot even begin to describe how I felt. It's funny how I went from utter joy with thoughts about fish to absolute fear and panic in an instance. This experience held me back from so many different things. I couldn't even get into a body of water apart from a pool for the longest time. Thankfully, I have started to move on from this horrible experience of mine, and I'm even best friends with the boy who pushed me into the pond's older sister. Two years ago, I have come full circle and conquered my fear by snorkeling in Hawaii with my mom at my side. I still cannot get into water without having someone to dig my nails into and have at my side, but I know it would have been my biggest regret to not be able to experience that once-in-a-lifetime snorkeling and see how beautiful and peaceful fish really can be. Mm -hmm.